Hello and welcome from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. This podcast you're about to hear was recorded at our Burgoon campus. So sit back, relax, and enjoy what God has to say to you. Our amazing God, what a privilege it is to worship you today, to honour you for who you are. We say that we love you today. We want to grow in our relationship with you, to deepen our understanding of who you are. Lord, as we worship and as we magnify you this morning, enlarge our view of you, increase our awareness of you so that we can know you even more. And Lord, I confess there are times when I take you for granted. I fail to respect you as the awesome, mighty God of the universe. And I'm sorry for my apathetic attitude and my disrespect. This morning, I humbly ask you to use my voice to speak your words as we consider who you are, our mighty God. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning, everybody. Why don't you take a seat? It is so lovely to have you with us. Thank you to the worship team. James, lovely to have you back with us. James has been part of our Thornley campus. And so many of our musos were busy this weekend with the Nativity um, Spectacular, really, in the city. So it's great to have these guys leading us in worship today. And great to have all the kids in with us. There are activity sheets for people of all ages if you need something to be doing as you're thinking about these things. And in fact, kids, on the sheet, there are some fill-the-gap questions that I'm going to need you to be paying attention to know what to write down. And we're going to have some questions along the way that I'd love the kids to be involved with. In fact, the first one is this concept of mighty. I wonder... When you think of mighty, what springs to your mind? Who is mighty? Any ideas? God, yes. We'll get to that. Anybody else? Okay. Well, maybe some of you might think of Mighty Mouse. Yes. An American animated superhero mouse actually created in the 1940s. He became a popular Saturday morning cartoon in the 50s and 60s. There was even a revival of Mighty Mouse in the 70s and 80s. Now, some of you with more grey hair than I am are kind of smiling and, and nodding as you remember. Mighty Mouse was known for the catchy theme song, Here I Come to Save the Day. Now, perhaps it's a little bit odd that a character as small as a mouse is considered mighty with some supernatural power. Or maybe you grew up in the 90s, like me, and you recall The Mighty Ducks, three Disney movies where Emilio Estevez's character um, plays the coach of a struggling ice hockey team. They're named after their sponsor, Gerald Ducksworth, and they are inspired to do their very best without judgment and ridicule if they fail. And in the end, they are victorious, living up to their name of being mighty. 
Well, I'm sure many of you can think of other heroes like Wonder Woman, Superman, Iron Man, all human-like characters with an added quality of some supernatural skill or strength. And of course, they fight evil to save the world. When we say mighty God, it's not an added quality given to a weak, struggling character. Mighty is who God is. Notice when we write the name of God, it is not written with a lowercase g when we write about God, but it is God with a pro- as a proper noun. It's his name. It's who he is. He is not a mighty God, but he is the mighty God. When Isaiah writes mighty God, he uses the Hebrew name El Gibor. El from the word Elohim, the one true God. And Gibor means the God of strength and power. He is the hero warrior, the champion one left standing. He is mighty over events, even when we can't see it. He is unparalleled. No one has more power than him. So as we come to our Bible reading today, I want to remind you that we are well into our December series, looking at the names of Jesus, as Isaiah prophesied and promised 700 years before Jesus was born. So let's read again from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 to 7. For to us a child is born, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. The awe and wonder of God's character blows our minds when we really stop to take it in. But so often, we don't stop. We race around with life, and it's when we need help that we call on God and His mighty power. So it's great to stop and pause today, to take a breath, as Nick suggested. Isaiah lived in a different time to us, and his concept of ruling power and kingdoms, ruling with justice and righteousness for all eternity, has incredible strength and even fear to it. Throughout his writings, Isaiah warns of God's mighty power and judgment. He often uses the name for God, Albeer, which means mighty one. Coupled with Yahweh, the personal name of God, it's often translated as Lord. Albeer Yahweh becomes the Lord God Almighty throughout Isaiah's writings. In fact, Isaiah warns that God will radically purify the Israelite people, the descendants of Abraham that had gone to the promised land. Now, kids, can you remember who led the Israelites to the promised land? Tell me. Joshua did, that's right. So Moses led them out of Egypt and Joshua took over and continued to lead them all the way into the promised land. Now Isaiah writes during the time of them being in this land that God gave them and 
And they um, had actually appointed their own kings and had split into two kingdoms, Israel in the north and Judah in the south. And they were not following God's rules of living his way and loving him. So Isaiah wrote to them. He warned them. He spoke to them about God's judgment. And he encouraged them to listen to God, not to the, the other leaders around or not to other spirits that would speak to them, but to listen to God. So what makes God mighty? Why should the Israelites and why should we listen to him? Well, this morning we're going to take a look at five mysterious and awesome characteristics of God that affirm him as mighty. Remembering that he wants us to know him, not just know about him. So firstly, the love of God is so incredible. And it's not just that he does loving things, but he is love all the time. He is all loving. Now, I sometimes do things that are loving and kind, but sometimes my motives can be selfish or I'm just not full of love and grace. Like you, I can get frustrated. And especially when I get those phone calls of somebody trying to sell me something and have no idea how they even got my phone number, um, I can, can be a bit harsh when I tell them to remove my name from their list. But, if, but God, he is love. It's one of his mighty characteristics. We are encouraged to love others because God is love in 1 John chapter 1. The second thing is that he is holy. God is so holy. And in Zaire alone, the name Holy One of Israel is used 26 times for God. He talks of the coming judgment, the day of the Lord, as a time when God must punish the people for their disobedience. And then he would redeem the remnant, those that did trust him as he rescued their ancestors out of Egypt. Yes, God is love, but he is also holy, which means he is pure good and righteous and worthy of honour and respect. We don't often talk about this fear of the Lord. It makes us uncomfortable when we consider how majestically holy he is. We actually don't have anything to compare him with because we fall so short of his perfection. We are not holy. When we say the Lord's Prayer, the beginning includes, hallowed be your name. It's not Harold be your name, but hallowed, which means holy are you God. This prayer also includes, forgive us for our sin, we cannot be in the presence of a holy God without the cleansing forgiveness of sin. Romans chapter 3 verse 23 reminds us that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. He is the only one without sin. And our sin is serious. It separates us from God because he is holy. So God is full of love and holiness, and he relates to us with justice, mercy, and righteousness because he holds both love and holiness together at the same time. If he was only love, there would be no justice, and if he was only holy, there would be no mercy. 
but because he demonstrates both in his mighty character, we are graciously offered forgiveness for our sin and we can come into a right relationship with him. The third characteristic is his power. All mighty heroes have power, but God's power surpasses them all. The Lord's Prayer concludes with the doxology, yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory. Similar to 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 17, where it says, Now to the King, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honour and glory forever and ever. Amen. He is in charge, not us. It's his kingdom, his power, and all glory, applause, and praise goes to God. God is the mighty one, not us. There are many things that only God can do, things we humans cannot do. God is omnipotent, which means all-powerful. We see his power in creation, the detail and the complexity of the tiniest parts of a flower, an insect, or even an eyeball. None of us have been able to make these things. Now, I know some of you are very clever and amazing at creating things, just like God, right? Well, I have here a puzzle that I was given um, to borrow during COVID lockdowns, and um, and it took me a couple of days. It's a thousand pieces of inspirational women, um, and and I, I'm just thinking, you know, imagine for a moment that I had the power to be able to put this puzzle together instantly. Like if I just open it up and and put all of the pieces out instantly. Do you think do you think I'd be able to put this puzzle together straight away? What do you think, kids? You ready? All right. Maybe we'll do a countdown. One, two, three. Oh. No, I, I can't put the puzzle together because there's no pieces. You see, for us to create something, we need to have the pieces. We need to put the pieces together. But God, he is the one that can create out of nothing. We recreate things. We put the pieces together and and make something. But God is the only true creator who can create from nothing. He is all powerful. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 28 to 29 proclaims, The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary and his understanding no one can fathom. His power to create gives him ultimate power over all things. He is mighty God. His power and wisdom far exceeds our human understanding. Which brings us to the next characteristic of God. He is omniscient, all-knowing. 1 John chapter 3, verse 20 says, For God is greater than our worried hearts and knows more about us than we do ourselves. And Psalm 147, verse 5 says, Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. We cannot comprehend His knowledge. He knows even how many hairs are on our heads, which for some of us is more difficult than others. He knows when your life began and he knows when it will end and 
everything in between. To know all things is mighty. The fifth characteristic of God is his presence. The fancy word for this is omnipresent. The nature of God is spirit. He is not restricted by a physical form and therefore he is not controlled by space or time. He is eternal. Isaiah writes in the beginning of chapter 8 that the strong hand of God was on him. That is, the presence of God was with him as he received prophetic words and visions that would become the messages for the kings and people of Judah. Then in Thessalonica, the Apostle Paul saw idols to various gods. And in Acts 17, he explained about the one they did not know. The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by human hands. He explains about creation and then in verse 27, he says, God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. God is not limited to a church building or found in created objects. He is present everywhere in all he has created. He can be here in Perth. He can be in Nashville. He can be in Tokyo, in Manila, and down in Bustleton, all at the same time. He is with you all and all of your family all around the world. He wants us to enjoy his presence. God is mighty in all of these five aspects of his character. And as Christians, we declare that Jesus is the Son of God, not because he bears some resemblance to God, but because he is also the same mighty God, along with the Holy Spirit, the three in one. Jesus demonstrates these same characteristics from his birth, throughout his life, in death, and in his resurrection life now. So let's quickly consider how these each apply to Jesus. Love was the compelling reason why Jesus came. It's how he lived and it's why he died. Because Jesus is love, he gives an incredible example of love to us. He spent time with people, those people that society rejected. He talked, sat, ate and helped so many people and they felt acceptance by him. Jesus loved well in life and in his death, he generously poured out his love. 1 John 3.16 says, This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. His love is generous, gracious. There is nothing we can do to earn his love. It's a free gift, but it's not to be taken for granted. It is a precious gift that he gave his life for. And Jesus is holy God. Because he is holy, he is without sin. He, is, he was the one who could die for us. 
Hebrews chapter 7, verse 26 says, Such a high priest truly meets our need. One who is holy, blameless, pure, set apart from sinners, exalted above the heavens. His sacrifice for sin is a once and for all payment for those who accept it. Jesus is powerful. He was there in creation. Colossians chapter 1 verse 16 tells us that all things were created by God's Son and everything was made for Him. John chapter 1 includes from the very beginning, the Word was with God. That's Jesus. And with this Word, God created all things. Nothing was made without the Word. Jesus shows us his power in creation and in his birth, life and death. The birth of Jesus was miraculous. Isaiah prophesied that a virgin would conceive and give birth to a son who would call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. John chapter 1 continues that the word became a human being and lived here with us. We saw his true glory, the glory of the only son of the father. From him, the complete gifts of undeserved grace and truth have come down to us. He is the Messiah, our hero. Jesus came to be the power of God with us. In his life, Jesus didn't just have God's power at certain moments. He consistently showed God's power throughout his whole life. Jesus displays power over nature, disease, sin, evil spirits, and even death. When others died and when he himself died and rose again to life. He continues to live. And when we call on the name of Jesus, he is powerful to listen to us. To heal and restore broken bodies and relationships. There is power in the name of Jesus. And we don't understand why he answers our prayers some ways, sometimes, and, and others, he says no. That doesn't diminish his power. He has power in the physical and the spiritual realm of our lives. Jesus enables people to be included in the family of God. John chapter 1 verse 12 says, Some people accepted him and put their faith in him. So he gave them the right to become children of God. Towards the end of John's gospel, he writes, Jesus worked many other miracles in view of his disciples, and not all of them are written in this book. But these are written so that you will put your faith in Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God. If you have faith in Him, you will have true life. Amen. Jesus is mighty God in love, in holiness. He has the mighty power of God and He sees us and knows us. He is full of the knowledge of God. He knows our sin and He knows our need. Now, sometimes I think it's wonderful that Jesus is all-knowing. He knows where I put my car keys. He knows who is going to join our amazing MPK team next year. But he also knows those things that I try to hide. He knows my faults, my sinful thoughts and actions. 
Many times it's recorded that Jesus knew what people were thinking. He knew their hearts. He knew who loved him and who rejected his authority. Is there anything that can be hidden from Jesus? Kids, what do you think? Is there anything? No. Nothing at all in all creation can be hidden from him. He sees all and knows all. But it also means we can talk to him about anything. He is our high priest. Hebrews 4 says that he has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God. So let us hold firmly to the faith that we profess. He knows us and he understands our need. So we can approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. If he didn't know us, we couldn't approach him and be in relationship with him. Which brings us to his wonderful presence. Now, I don't mean the presence that he received as gifts as a baby, but his presence with us. Jesus could leave heaven, but he didn't have to leave his God-like qualities to do so. Jesus was physically present here on earth in a human body, but was present at all at creation as well. And he is present with us now. Jesus is always present with those who love him. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus promised the Holy Spirit would come and enable the disciples and all future disciples, including us, to live distinctive lives in an impure world as evidence of His presence in us. His presence gives us strength to endure all circumstances. He promises His presence now and in the future in heaven. So what does this mean for us? If Jesus really is mighty God, how will you respond? As we close, quietly in your own mind, consider how you will respond to his love, holiness, power, knowledge and presence. Perhaps you consider Jesus as your friend, but you stop at the love part. Maybe you acknowledge that he is holy and to be respected and you are actually gutted by sin and you know it deserves judgment. It could be that you have asked Jesus to be your saviour. He is powerful. Have you accepted him as Lord and King of your life? Do you trust his knowledge and wisdom in your decision making? And you appreciate that he is present with you, even when you can't see it or feel it? Do you spend time with him in his presence? Jesus, mighty God, came to earth that very first Christmas so that each one of us can have a relationship with God, Father, Son and Spirit. We can experience his love, holiness, power, knowledge and presence by repentance from sin. He generously blesses us with joy, forgiveness, purpose, peace, and hope. Not just at Christmas, but all the year through when we live in a right relationship with Him. I hope that today you have grown a little bit more in knowing God, not just knowing about Him, 
There are some writers that I love, Chinos and Beckwith, and they write that when we profess information, when we process information about God without having any real encounters with the divine, it can lead to faith that is over-intellectualized. It's head knowledge, not deep heart knowledge, not a deep heart relationship with God. So as we sing our final song and reflect on the awe and wonder, the beauty of Jesus, I encourage you to dedicate again your life to Him, to talk with Him as we sing, to use this as a time where you encounter Him, not just in your head, but deep in your heart. And if you would like somebody to pray with you, we invite you to come forward. And I pray that today you will encounter Jesus, mighty God. We hope you enjoyed this podcast brought to you from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. Our prayer is that what was said today inspires you and strengthens you in your faith. If you would like to talk to someone about what you've heard today, you can contact the team during office hours on the number you can find on our website at mounties.org.au. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to having your company again soon. God bless.